Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm speaking with Sharam Faladgar Mercer, the co founder and CEO at Cygnos. Sharam, how are you today? Thanks for great. Thanks for having me on, Jared. I'm excited for us to chat. I, I said your name. Now, for the audience here, I had to get a little lesson. We broke it down, but I have it. So it, it, I, I said it right, but um, I'm really excited to have you on. We Obviously, we recently had one of your investors from, uh, from Tao Ventures, uh, Amit Garg, uh, on, the, on the podcast, uh, where he talked about why he invested in you, which was really cool. That was our first episode of Why They Invested Healthcare Edition. So naturally, after Amit and I were speaking, he's like, why don't you have uh, Sharam on now to talk about the company as kind of a, a connection to that. So here we are. Um, I would really love if you could kind of just give the audience a quick intro on yourself, and then we'll talk more about Cygnos. Sure, my pleasure. Uh, so my quick background, um, growing up, I was an obese kid, lost a little bit of weight, um, became just an overweight kid growing up, which I was pretty excited about. My parents threw me at a bunch of sports, got good at hockey, uh, went to college to play, and ended up having a couple offers to play in the NHL. And I tell that sort of background story mostly because um, three, four years ago, I was, I was, I was overweight again. And so like many Americans sort of up and down and up and down on the, on the weight spectrum. And, uh, and it was a struggle. And so my, uh, my background as computer science, uh, undergrad, um, and, uh, and got a graduate degree, but ended up, um, both being a venture capitalist, uh, for a little while. Um, and then an entrepreneur residence at a different VC firm as I started an AI, uh, software business, but, one of the things that I've always been passionate about is the body and how do you optimize, uh, how do you optimize it? And I think one of the struggles is that historically for the last 50 years, we've been using the calories, the metric. Um, and I've always been looking and thinking there have to be a better way. And so a bunch of pieces, uh, came, came, uh, came together in my mind at one point, um, about three years ago, uh, when looking at continuous glucose monitors, um, and looking how, at, glucose in particular as a metric um, that we can start to intersperse with others to look at an individual's metabolism and come up with a personalized way or a personalized medicine, personalized healthcare approach um, to tackling the obesity epidemic and helping people um, uh, both lose weight, but uh, um, really hit their optimal health goals. And so that uh, led us uh, to uh, where we are today and led me to start Cygnus. Thank you for, for that intro. And that actually takes a part of my next question for you, where I always ask the, the why, how, what of Cygnos. So you really already covered the why. If, if you can kind of talk more about how the platform works and like a quick description, if you were meeting someone for the first time and needed to explain it to them real quick, uh, what, what that looks like. So how does it work today? What it does, you can kind of switch up whatever order you want to do there. But I know our audience would love to hear that. Yeah, of course. Um, so Cygnos essentially translates uh, individuals' metabolic signals into timely recommendations for eating, exercise, better health. Uh, when members join Cygnos, they log what they eat. They allow the platform to learn, which essentially allows the platform to learn uh, each person's glucose reaction to, to specific foods. Uh, once they're calibrated, um, the platform uses the data to provide personalized uh, nutrition suggestions. Um, including which foods are best for each members, um, when to eat them, when to exercise, the intensity, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera, in order to bring your glucose levels back uh, within their optimal range. And so that's really how 
how Cygnos works. Um, the, 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 the why, uh, you know, or, or going back to a little bit of the details are, are really the, the best diets uh, are the ones that help you find a healthy, stable weight. And I put diets in sort of air quotes, if you will, because uh, the challenge is that 90, 95% of diets typically fail over a five-year period. Um, and that's frustrating. And it's a very, very difficult metric to overcome for many of us. And it's because every diet is a giant lifestyle change. And so the key really is how do we figure out and how do we provide you with a sustainable way um, that doesn't make you feel that you have to magically throw away everything you've ever eaten in the kitchen and in the refrigerator and start start afresh or start anew and keep that up uh, for the rest of time? Uh, it's how do we make this sustainable? And the most effective weight loss applications are the ones that really hold you accountable and encourage that behavior change. And we found that glucose is really the key link for successful weight loss and really mobile engagement. It provides you real-time feedback. Uh, the app experience built accountability, um, and it really um, uh, indicates sustainable lifestyle change um, that results in weight loss. And that's really what we're trying to tackle here, especially with 70 to around 75% of Americans uh, being overweight or obese and with 90 million people in the U.S. classified as, uh, as pre-diabetic. Thank you so much for sharing, by the way. I, I always have to make sure that I, I covered that. And you, were, you and I were talking a little bit about, obviously, I had a relative that went through dialysis and, and some of the things that you're putting together. I wish they were, when they were kind of going through all this or before before that even happened, right, they were able to, to, to better monitor um, a variety of things. So I really appreciate you with, for that intro. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you leading off of that was, why would a non-diabetic uh, use Cygnos? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that question. So historically, diabetics have, have been measuring their glucose um, levels for, for a little bit of time now. And continuous glucose monitors have been a really critical tool um, to achieving that outcome. And the, the, the point, though, to your question is diabetics aren't the only people that can benefit from, from tracking glucose. And if you're overweight or obese, you're at an increased risk for dangerous health outcomes um, like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, stroke, um, and care for, for these downstream effects of obesity. These are, there's trillions of dollars um, of healthcare, of chronic uh, healthcare conditions that are a result from sugar mismanagement um, in obesity. And the best way to really prevent these critical uh, conditions is to maintain a healthy weight and body composition for you um, as an individual. Uh, and really recognize these risk factors early. And so the Cygnos platform can help people short circuit the cycle of glucose spikes, insulin release, and the storage of excess glucose and dietary fat as excess fat. By doing this uh, through proactive food choice recommendations and real-time props for physical exercise, um, we help people lose weight. And we do this by trying to curtail a spike in progress, preventing that from occurring in the first place, and really just working towards a healthier future for, for every body by enabling insight into the personal metabolic data uh, that's never before been accessible to non-diabetics in this way. And one, one of the, I guess, another curiosity question that I have for you is I can imagine that people that are tracking this information, what, one of the things that they're probably really interested in is also noticing what basically what spikes them and others the most. And I, I know you, when you and I were talking earlier about how it's kind of different for everyone, right? Like just because something spikes. But if you were talking more about like broadly, 
what are some of the things that you see that ends up creating a, a spike the most for, for a lot of people? Yeah, it's, fa it's fascinating. In our data, you know, the single biggest spike food uh, across gender, age, weight, and activity level is a banana. Uh, and that doesn't mean a banana is bad necessarily, um, but any fruit can really be a part of the healthy diet, but fruit does have a lot of sugar. Uh, and ripe bananas in particular. And I don't think most people recognize this uh, at all. Uh, and it's part of this uh, is leveraging the data to figure out what you didn't really know historically in the past or just weren't aware for your own diet. A lot of people might think oatmeal is particularly healthy. Uh, and for some people, their body responds very positively to oatmeal and others uh, respond in a negative way from, from glucose and, and metabolic response. And so really we're working to introduce our members to different strategies to still eat the foods they love, but in new ways, like we're talking about slower in combination with our foods that can blunt a spike um, or by introducing a bit of exercise um, for a, for a post, you know, high sugar meal to, to name just a few. And the key is how do we not, encourage you to come up with a completely new lifestyle that might seem unsustainable, but provide these micro changes um, that allow you to hit your body optimization goal. That's interesting that it's a, a banana um, because I think bananas are also one of the fruits that they say is not like the worst. I've, I've read it both ways, but like not the worst to eat before bed. And it's crazy. Like when you think about, okay, well there's sugar in it and like having sugar, even if it's through, you know, fruit being healthy, right before bed is probably not the best, uh, actually probably isn't the best idea, right? So it's it's interesting that you notice that's one of the big uh, spike foods. Interesting. What What's next? We, we keep these we keep these short and sweet, so I really appreciate your, your responses and uh, your timely responses. But one last question for you. What's next for, for Cygnos? Yeah, the, the overall vision is really, if we can help not just folks that are overweight, but everyone from a health and wellness standpoint, get to the point where they're not going to the point where they're looking at just their heart rate when they go for a run, um, but they're looking at their, their glucose levels to optimize their health um, and getting a window or an insight into their metabolism. That I think could be the game changer that we need so that we can prevent people from getting to the point where they, they feel like they are overweight or obese. They feel like they've gotten to a pre-diabetic standpoint, or they've developed diabetes or any of these other chronic care conditions. So on one end of the spectrum, it's clear that what we can start to do for folks that um, want to use this to lose weight, but I think um, there's so many benefits from a preventative standpoint, as well as other different kinds of conditions that we can really help uh, with. So I think the, the, the future is sort of wide open on how we target that right now. Well, uh, Sharon, I want to thank you once again, for, for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I hope we can have you on again soon. And anyone that listened to this podcast, if you'd like to hear from uh, the managing partner over at Tau Ventures on why they decided to invest in Cygnos, uh, you can check that out. It's still under Slice of Healthcare, but it's why they invested Healthcare Edition. But uh, look forward to, to having you on again, Sharon. We can talk about some other issues and maybe we have you on with some other people and uh, not necessarily in your direct space, but that are are, are surrounding the same area and uh, have some more conversations uh, about, about key topics. So thank you so much. be my pleasure. Thanks, Jared. 